0: Here's the Smart Retirement Cast, brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt.
1: All right, Smart Retirement listeners, welcome back for another show of your wonderful Smart Retirement Podcast. I am Mike Points with Central Coast Lending, one of your hosts, and I'm here with my
2: co host Matt Hollander from Century Financial. How we doing, Mike?
1: Doing good. Staying inside these days.
2: Yeah, that's what they're telling not us that all we the should toilet be paper,
1: doing. All the food, uh, maybe not all the food. Most of the food I need, and my wife and I are hunkering down because it's coronavirus time, and it's going nuts. And I know that um, I know that you are probably in the same position.
2: We are. We are. Arizona is slowly starting to follow right behind what California is doing. Um, Our governor, this uh, this show is coming out Tuesday. So on Sunday, um, came out and kind of restricted any large sporting events, kind of what Governor Newsom over in California did, what, earlier last week. So I think we're going to slowly start following behind you guys. I guess I was seeing that... um, uh, clubs and nightclubs and things like that are, are going to be closed over in california now too so it's getting uh getting pretty interesting trying to deter people from going out i guess is the uh is the goal right
1: yeah if you go to our so we talked about when right when the coronavirus started we talked about that this could be serious it could not and we're learning very quickly here that um this seems so much more drastic than it has been for any of our other past major viruses, MERS and SARS, because I think the intelligent people in the room, the scientists are finally getting the ear of, of the government. And that's that social distancing makes a heck of a lot of sense, you know, flattening that, that curve, that yield curve of how many people could get sick. I have a physician that is a client of mine. Um, He's purchased a home with us about three years ago. We've done a refinance since, and he wrote, A great email. He's in charge of our local emergency room um, hospitals here in San Luis Obispo, and you know there are only seven hundred ninety-two thousand hospital beds in the entire nation, and this virus has the potential to reach up to fifty percent of the population. You know, so that's one hundred and sixty million people. That's a big shortage in what beds versus patients are. So. You know, let this social distancing do its thing. Let it work. Don't let it freak you out too much because it's it's just different than it has been in the past. Because we need to do the right thing, and it's um, I know the market, gosh, the stock market is not helping at all with um, making you feel like the sky is not falling. I mean, yeah, Friday, I mean. <laughs> Friday, we were together in Arizona. Yep, and watching the president have his Rose Garden address. From the time he held that address, the stock market went up like eight percent on Friday. Mm-hmm.
2: All wiped clean. First thing Monday. Like Goodbye. That. Yep.
1: All wiped. Yeah. Clean, first thing like as,
2: as of recording, uh, close of market on Monday. I guess we're down almost thirteen percent. You know, it's not too long ago we were sitting around talking. You know, Dow thirty thousand. That's pretty possible, right? Now we're back down talking about, okay, when's the Dow going to hit 20,000, right? Because we're, we're just shy of getting that low again. So, yeah, you know, yeah. and there's that question of, is this a buying time that I'm hearing all the time? So it's,
1: who knows? Well, the, it, it the, kind buy, of the buying question is is prudent, um, but you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's really tough when you're, when you don't have a long time horizon right now to think about buying into this market. Um, I'm yeah. not a stock broker. I'm not a investment advisor. Um, but I do know quite a bit about time of horizon and planning. And when we sit down with our um, clients that are getting just a simple mortgage, just purchasing a home, you know they're asking me, hey, is are the prices too high right now? Should we just keep renting and wait? It's a similar question to getting into the market now and and writing it mm-hmm. out.. If you're going to live in this house, Mr. and Mrs. Jones for two years, you know, if this is just a a leap pad or to get to the house you really want to buy, don't look to be making a lot of money right now in real estate. But if you like this neighborhood, if the kids are going to go to school just down the block, if this payment's palatable for you with where you're at in life right now, and you can live here for seven or 10 years, almost always going to make money in real estate owning it. Um, not even if it's just the appreciation, you know, the the tax write-offs on the interest that you pay the lender, the property tax write-off. Sure, it's a higher outflow and payment, but many times it's all about the timing. So, you know, you bring up the discussion of getting into the market right now, Matt, is it a time to rebuy? It just depends on how fast you need to lean on those, those assets, right?
2: Absolutely. And you know backing up the the real estate point is uh, it's probably too early to tell right now what this is going to do to the real estate market right but watching people's portfolios just get wiped out if they're getting close into retirement i think that's going to if they're trying to do that downsize to that retirement home and they're they're out of funds or low on funds i think that's going to help i shouldn't say help but it should curve a little bit these housing prices that we're seeing as well so I think we're in for some uncharted territory the next, uh, probably the next few months here. And uh, right. I think it's going to be all about how we prepare for that and make sure that uh, we're adequately adequately prepared. Um, you know, that's one of the things we, we talk about on this podcast all the time is having a plan and making sure that your portfolio is tested to where these types of things aren't going to totally negatively impact um, your retirement. So a little bit later on in the show, I, I've got something I want to go over on that. But um, Yeah, we'll have a segment
1: of how you think um, listeners should be preparing um, now that they're going through this, this post, um, the post breakout of the coronavirus with, with how the market's being affected. I want to go over a topic on, you know, there's so much refinance discussion right now. The industry is at 130% capacity, and that's just a traditional refinance, not a reverse mortgage. It's uh, whether you're an investor, a primary homeowner, what the mortgage rates are doing right now. I'm going to go into why the feds um, dropped the rate again on Sunday. So 3 they've dropped 75 basis points this month. Um, And what that means, because I've already gotten today like 15 different text messages, Matt, like, hey, so what does this mean for my mortgage? Is our rate going to go lower? And they're not directly
2: correlated.
1: So the Fed fund right. rate is different than mortgage-backed security. So I'll spend some time just explaining that a little bit to our listeners.
2: Sure. Um, and um, if for any of the listeners that want to as well, if you go to our Facebook page, we'll have a little bit of a, a little article breakdown on there uh, talking about that as well. So uh, if you go on Facebook's just Smart Retirement Podcast on the search bar, it'll bring us up and you can find that article on there that uh, that Mike and I put together. So. Yeah. Um, if- before we uh, we get into your discussion, Mike, what I'd like to do is qu- take a quick break here. Uh, we've got a little legal disclaimer we need to play for you. And when we come back, let's discuss a little bit about what the rates are doing, what the refi market's looking like, and is it a good time to be looking into t- making that refi into your mortgage? So stick around, listeners. We'll be right back. Honestly, when was the last time you really took a hard look
0: at your retirement plan? With the market the way it's been, it can be easy to become complacent. A new decade is upon us, which comes with a lot of questions. Can the economy and the market continue to grow? What will the next election do to my investments? Is it time to sell my house before the market adjusts to downsize and take advantage of the equity? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer is simple. It never hurts to get a second opinion from a team like Century Financial Consultants. With over 40 years of financial planning experience, Get a free retirement analysis from Century Financial Consultants today to see where you stand and if you're ready for any changes we may face in the coming year. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Prepare for an uncertain tomorrow so you can relax and enjoy today. Get a free retirement analysis from Century Financial Consultants by calling 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Century Financial Consultants, California license number 0L23-991 and 01756. 638. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS number 328358. Mike Points is a licensed loan officer in California, NMLS number 1246224, and is only licensed to offer advice on mortgage products. He is not licensed as an investment advisor. All of the mortgage products Mike Points will discuss on this show are for educational purposes, and these products should be reviewed by a licensed loan officer before taking these mortgages on as your own, as they may not fit your specific situation or needs.
2: Welcome back, Smart Retirement listeners. This is your co-host, Matt Hollander, joined with my co-host, Mike Points. (laughs) Uh, Talking a little bit today about the coronavirus and how that uh, has kind of changed our lives and gains that we had from last year. Uh, It's been a really interesting start for the year of 2020. Um, If I could, I'd just say, can we go back to 2019? Because the market looked a lot better then than it's doing right now. But hey, we'll get through it like uh, we, we always do. We just need a plan to make sure that we can get it through it successfully. Wouldn't you agree, Mike?
1: Yeah, this too shall pass. But it's it's a difficult time to know exactly what you should do. Many times, people get you know paralysis with all the analysis, and so um, I wanted to I wanted to provide some insight as to what's going on with the Fed's fund rate. You know why the Federal Reserve um, Commissioner and the the team, the committee is is lowering interest rates right now. Um, I also want to go into what the current interest rate. Market is looking like for refinances when you're looking at a 30 year or a 15 year mortgage on your primary residence or investment properties. So, just jumping right in, um, the federal fund rate. Excuse me, the Federal Reserve manages the federal funds rate, and the federal funds rate is it's it's the Federal Reserve's amount of money that they lend to banking institutions overnight. It's uh, it's reserves that banks can can pull upon, and so. Typically, when the Federal Reserve lowers their rate, it's tied to something like the prime interest rate, something that would be tied directly to credit cards. Many home equity lines are tied directly to prime interest rates. So if you have a home equity line and you no longer have a first mortgage this month, when this month is over, your April statement is going to show interest rates 0.75% lower, um, which is nice, except for... The other thing the Fed funds, uh, Federal Reserve Committee does is they monitor our necessity to raise interest rates because inflation is coming or lower interest rates because they want to support more market business activity, meaning, you know, keep us out of a recession. What they've done this last weekend, you know, just before today, we're recording on Monday, March 16th, is um, they've taken their ability to fluctuate their interest rates to zero. So they've lost a lot of their power. If the if the economy continues to stay in this current stage or this current status, this current form, where you know, we're forecasting that many businesses are not going to produce a lot of good solid revenue like they have been in the past. You know, we're probably going to see some job loss. I know a local business owner of mine a good friend of mine that owns an oyster company basically had to lay all of his people off this week, 10 employees because he can't keep them busy with um, the way restaurants are shutting down and, and no longer having as much activity and he can't pay them just to stay on the payroll. So he has to, he has to basically let the whole business go so that they can individually file unemployment. And it's just a strategy that business owners are having to do right now. So, um, what i'm saying is that if the economy stays in this status for the next 90 to 180 days the federal reserve is not going to be able to lower interest rates again right they've basically used all the tools in their bag with regards to interest rate impact now first thing this morning even yesterday while i was on the plane coming back from arizona my clients that are either in transaction with me or like working with me started texting me, Mike, what does this mean for our interest rates? Our mortgage rates going to be better. Hey, Mike, I know I'm doing a refinance with you. Does this mean my interest rate just went to zero? Hey. You know, I mean, some people, there's so much noise out there, Matt, that some people just don't get it. And that's one of the reasons you and I sat down over a year ago and said, why don't we just start having a podcast to help people understand what's right and what's wrong? Now, exactly. we're not perfect, but we understand how to cut through the clutter. And I think what, what listeners need to hear is that, look, the, these interest rate reductions made by the Federal Reserve are not directly tied to your mortgage. They're indirectly tied because what it's saying in, in a nutshell is that they think the economy's not going to do well over the next three to six months, maybe even the next year. While this coronavirus, uh, the social distancing is hurting people. the the fear in general is hurting people. Certainly the market itself is a reflection of this, right? I mean, yeah,
2: I mean, we were talking about it over the break, Mike, and going back, you know, today we're down just shy of 13%. Yeah. 12.93%. You know, everyone remembers, well, shouldn't say remembers, but knows about, uh, you know, Black Tuesday, right? We're talking about Black Tuesday, Wall Street crash of 1929. Uh, you know, that was a 12% loss in the market. We just had almost a 13% loss. And that just kind of shows you how resilient our markets are though now. Everyone's not running around panic to where they're pulling all their cash out of the bank, at least from what I'm seeing, um, you know, and panicking to that extent. So in, with that being said, I think that that's a positive. Um, but the market's been so volatile that, you know, the other day we see a two, that almost 2,000 points up. Right. And then we see yeah. 1200 points down the next day. It's almost just kind of becoming common knowledge that that's what's going to happen. So unfortunately I think we're going to, you know, still have that going on for a little bit.
1: Yeah. But, you know what is interesting though, I, the interest rate discussion I was just having before you brought up those statistics, Matt, is that you have, um, you have a mortgage market that typically as as more investors start to pull money out of the equities market move that money to safe money so the 10-year treasury note um you know treasuries in general are a lot more safe you're seeing these mortgage-backed securities the rates dropped heavily in the last month all the bad news that's been in the equity markets have been met with good news in the mortgage market Um, my industry and my in our company is Overworked right now. I mean, we're working tirelessly about 13 to 14 hours a day because we have in the last four weeks gotten 213 loan applications. Mm-hmm. Um a normal 30-day period for us is probably 115, 130 if it's purchase season. And we've gotten 256 loan applications, of which probably 80% are refinances. The market was at four and a quarter percent on a 30-year mortgage. If you had 20% equity or more and a a 720 FICO score, it was at four and a quarter. Now I'm constantly showing people rates of 3.125, 3.25. I'm getting them out of FHA loans that were three and three-eighths, and I'm getting them into a conventional loan that has a lower interest rate And I'm taking away their PMI, or I'm even offering them PMI at a much cheaper rate now because they have more equity, maybe not 20%, but instead of three and a half when they bought the house, they have 10% now. So what you're looking at, um, listeners, is if you're in a position where you want to hunker down and tighten up your finances over the next 12 to 60 months, you really should be looking at doing a refinance right now. Now, if you're thinking about selling your house in the next two years doesn't make a lot of sense. It might make more sense to do what I sit down and talk to people about, which is the higher interest rate you take at closing, the more your lender can help you pay for those fees that we talk about all the time. Transactional fees, closing costs, sure. bank fees, You know, the appraisal. Banks themselves will pay me, your loan officer, more if I close you on a rate that's higher than the market rate. What I do is a personal policy. Many of our loan officers at Central Coast Lending do this as well Is anything in excess of what my normal commission is that I'm going to get paid for you taking a higher rate. I'm going to pass that on to you, listeners, or anyone looking to purchase or, or do a refinance. I'm going to pass that on to you to cover your closing costs. Now, it makes a lot more sense to do that if you're only going to be in the house for two years. Mm-hmm. Let's take the slightly higher payment, but let's have no costs. You know, let slightly
2: some, higher payments still gonna probably be less than what they're currently doing now. That's what I was just right? gonna say.
1: Thank you, yeah. Matt, for cleaning that up. So first and foremost, we look at what you currently got and what your current savings are gonna be. Okay, so if we're in the two, three hundred, sometimes I'm seeing four to five hundred dollars a month range. Let's take a little bit that let's leave let's let's save money but not take the lowest rate possible. Let's let myself give you lender fee excuse me lender credits to pay for your fees and allow you to get into a new product and allow you can to to take advantage of this market we're in now also something people think about all the time if you're if you've been in this loan for four or five years and you've been diligent at making the payment maybe making more than just the minimum payment we can reset your loan amount your loan term to match up exactly where you are in your current amortization schedule. So what does that mean in layman terms? If you've got four years that you've been paying on a 30 year mortgage, I can give you a 26 month, 26 year mortgage. I can make, make it so that you don't have to restart a 30 year mortgage and make more of your payment go to interest. Um, Other things I want to be talking about, like, look, if you've got rental properties and they're cash flowing, even if they're not cash flowing, now is a good time to look at resetting the payment. So if you're not planning to pay these things off before you sell these homes, and it's purely a cash flow vehicle, switch out your current thirty-year mortgage right now, and let's save you two or three hundred dollars a month. I mean, if you've got a loan that's three hundred fifty thousand dollars and you've got at least twenty-five percent down, twenty-five uh, percent equity in that investment property. Depending on what your FICO score is, you're looking at a $200 to $400 savings a month. Wow. Many people got these investment properties back right when Trump was taking over office. And that whole two to three months right after Trump won the election, the interest rates were terrible. They, mm-hmm. were, they spiked up high after Hillary lost. And... Um, I think it's because in the reverse, a lot of people that were in safe money believed that President Trump was going to help the market, got out of the the bonds market, got out of the Treasuries market, and shot into equities. Well, look what we've seen happen since he's taken office the first three years before this year.
2: Yep. And yep.
1: Markets improved. I think it's has it been over fifty percent. It has. It's been significant. So this is his first real time in office where the market has been. Less than beautiful. I mean, it's it's been nothing but treacherous the last four weeks. Um, and one last thing I want to say about interest rates, just right now, listeners, as you go through this coronavirus mix, is that the banks are very busy. Um, I think what you'll see happen over the next three weeks is, I mean, the banks got extremely busy. Like I told you, double double our normal activity. So what what'll happen in the next three weeks? The banks will get be able to process this big bite they just took on, they'll be able to chew it and process all this workload. So right about the, I would say right after Easter weekend, right before the middle of April, we should start seeing rates go down again. So if you're thinking about, maybe I should wait, maybe the rates will go down further. You can start a transaction now and even lock in your interest rate. And I want you to know this, whether you work with me or another loan officer, you can lock in your interest rate now I would ask to have a 60-day rate lock, that way your file is locked for 60 days. You can see how the market improves. As interest rates drop again, your lender should be able to do what's called a float down, which is automatically switch the rate you had locked to the next lowest rate. It should not cost you anything, borrowers. Once the market has improved enough, that's what we do automatically here at Central Coast Lending. It's just a function of how we operate. But it allows you to, to say, all right, you know what? I do need to take advantage of these interest rates. I kind of want to wait a little bit longer to see if it gets better. But why don't I just get my file into someone like Mike? Why don't I just get the the, the loan locked? And then let's see if it improves. I can improve my rate without waiting and uh, maybe missing an opportunity that I could lock in now. So um, something to plan for. I don't see this interest rate market changing for at least the next quarter all of quarter two is going to be like this it could be the rest of the year Matt. sure wow um that's mainly what i wanted to talk about with regards to just responding to the coronavirus if you've got a mortgage and you just thought yourself you were never going to do another refi it makes sense to blow some dust off those tax returns um it makes sense to have your last two years of tax returns if you're in retirement you need your social security award letter and any other pension or retirement income that you're receiving. So it doesn't take a lot of time to prep that file for the loan officer and get it in. If you'd like to talk to me about what your options are here in California, um, you know, 866-53-RETIRE, option two comes right to Mike Points. Uh, we can talk openly about your situation, or you can email uh, Matt and I at info at smart retirement Cast. So go. that's info at smartretirementcast.com. Tell us your situation. I will respond myself with what I recommend. Um, I don't have to pull your credit. I don't have to do anything. We can just have a dialogue. And then if you want to move forward after that, I'll get you through the process smoothly. Um, Matt, anything you want to add to that that you heard me rattle on about?
2: No, I just think when, when we're talking about these these things and wanting to take advantage of the things that are going on, I think it's important to keep in mind this. If it's something that you're considering doing, start working on it now because if this doom and gloom gets worse and these mandatory, you know, things of staying in your home, it's going to create issues with the banks and trying to get these things funded and, you know, people processing the stuff. I, I know I'm seeing this even um, with like insurance applications, right? Someone wants a life insurance policy. Some of the insurance companies, underwriters aren't even in the office. So we're having a hard time getting files and things through. So if you're thinking about it, get that process started now. Do what Mike said. Get that rate locked in so when this thing does clear up, even if it does take some time to get processed, you're not missing out on those benefits there. So I think that would be my only thing to add there. Um, What I want to talk about today a little bit is just kind of touching on a previous show. Uh, Listeners, you can go back and listen to the show that we did oh i don't know about a month and a half ago it was one right right at the beginning of january we did it was uh protecting your gains of 2019 how true does that ring in today mike <laughs> you know yeah. if, if half of our listeners would have taken some of that advice i think their feelings would be feeling a little bit better now about the stock market just it, we've gotten beat up over the past couple of weeks now do i see it recovering yeah of course it will But how long that it's going to take to do it, I can't tell you. And I don't think, uh, you know, President Trump can tell you that. I I don't think any economist in the world is going to have an excellent idea of how long. No one's got that crystal ball. But, you know, looking at today's market just from the way it sat, you know, comparing it to Black Tuesday for for (laughs) it's crazy. Um, One of the things that you know i talk about a lot in my workshops is one you have to withdraw most of you have to withdraw from your portfolios to get through retirement right that's your supplemental income you're using your portfolio to live off of while in retirement maybe with a pension or social security but what i found is a lot of the retirees out there that i meet with have unrealistic expectations as to really what they should be withdrawing, how much they should be withdrawing. You know, the Wade Pfau, uh, who's one of the leading minds in the, in the industry, uh, went out and did a study and found that, you know, people that are withdrawing 3.44% out of their portfolio still have a 50% chance of running out of money. And that's without all of this market volatility. Right? So, One of the scenarios I just kind of wanted to put put up there for everyone is, you know, that we we can paint two really pretty pictures. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to call one the Hatfields and one the McCoys. All right. And we're going to say that the McCoys retired in 1979 and died in, let's say, 2009. Okay. So they... uh, they retired. They were able to kind of float up with the market, and then they had a decrease right at the end. Right? They had that 2008 right at the end of their retirement. Um, so we're going to say they started off with five hundred thousand dollars. Right? So over their retirement years and their their life, um, they're going to receive about nine hundred fifty thousand dollars over that five year, or over that thirty year period, and still going to have about two point seven million dollars left over. Okay. Now, if we go to the Hatfields, and what I'm going to do here is I'm going to say that the Hatfields retired in 2009 and their retirement went to 1979. So essentially, they retired in, the, in a drop of the market. So their $500,000 was automatically already worth less as they're trying to go into retirement and then try to survive retirement. Okay, So what ends up happening there? is the Hatfields receive $664,000 over 24 years, and they run out of money at the age of 89. The aha moment to both of these scenarios is both portfolios had a 9% average annualized yield. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, why am I telling you all this? Well, for all of our retirees that are getting set up to retire within the next couple of years, you're the Hatfields in this scenario now if you've got 90 to 100% of your money sitting in the market, right? You're in a scenario where we had some money and now we've probably lost 30% of what we had. And, okay, is it going to work? So this is that time where we say, okay, let's put our, our brains together. Let's call Matt at Century Financial. And let's put a plan together to get on the right track to make sure that we're going to be able to get through retirement and not outlive our money. So 866-53-RETIRE and that's 866-53-RETIRE. We can put a plan together for you that like I always offer to our listeners and give you an idea of what it's going to look like now, right? Let's get rid of that uncertainty. Let's get rid of that worry that you're having and keeping you up at night with what the market's doing. And maybe let's look at some different product ideas. You know, I talk about an indexed annuity all the time on this show. Um, I had seven phone calls in the last week, um, of clients calling me and thanking me for having their money in the annuities because they haven't lost a bit of sleep. They haven't lost any money and all their gains from last year are still protected. So yeah, they might have a a zero year this year, a lot better than a, maybe a negative 15, negative 20%, depending on how the market comes back. You know, the other thing with these indexed annuities is, let's say you're in a scenario right now and you're down 10, 15% your portfolio. And you're like, Matt, I don't want to make any moves because I want to wait for the market to come back up. Well, if you had a crystal ball and you knew the market was going to come back up in the next whatever amount of time, great. Uh, but we don't. So what some of these products can do for us is we can get a bonus, you know, depending on which company it is. I mean, they've got bonuses ranging from... 10 to 15 percent. So you go into this product with the commitment of uh, an annuity is going to be a long term kind of investment. So think of it like a seven to a 10 year, maybe in 15 year type of investment. You still have limited access to your money. So it's not totally locked up. And the insurance company doesn't keep the money when you die, but they will give you a bonus right up front to help cover any losses that you had from the prior investment you're coming from. And to give you a little bit of interest to kind of kick it off in the right direction. So for the for those of us that have had maybe a loss, this might be a good time to say, OK, Matt, what can we do and what assets can we roll over into something like this? Now, most people have asked me and said, OK, what if we have an IRA? Do we have to pay all the tax on that money before we can buy an annuity? No, you can actually take your IRA, have, it, have an IRA inside of an annuity, All an IRA is is a tax classification, right? So when you take the money out of the annuity, it's still going to be taxed just like if it was in a regular investment. But this is a great way to hedge some of your assets, right? Because with rates the way they are, you're not running to the bond market, right? I mean, that does not make sense at all. So where do we go for safe money with decent returns? I think the annuity is going to, in the next... uh, Looking back on the show in five years, I think everyone that kind of follows this advice is going to be really, really happy they did. Um, you know, I've had clients that some of these things you can lock their interest rate in for uh, for the year. So the way that an annuity works most of the time is they'll follow an index like the S&P 500. So let's say you were in a scenario where you had a contract that issued March 16th, okay? So you took it out March 16th of last year. And it's monitoring the performance of your index until March 16th or today of 2020. Well, it could have been doing really, really well up until a week and a half ago. And now that index has started to come back down a week and a half ago. You could have called the insurance company and said, let's lock in my interest for the year. And you would not have faced the downturn that you would have had this last week and a half, two weeks, even though your contract didn't mature until today. So there's definitely some advantages in there listeners that you can be taking advantage of um, and I think a lot of people think well annuities are too complicated you know it's just it's not going to work for my scenario I guarantee you take 20 minutes give me a call 866 53 retire. I will walk you through the ins and outs of an annuity that might make sense for you and give you a illustration some information on the company. you know they're a rated most of these companies that we deal with so they're going to be around you know, when we look at the four major industries in this country that people invest into, right, you've got real estate, you've got banking, you've got the stock market. The only one that is really the largest, and all three would probably fail before this one goes away, is the insurance industry, right? The U.S. insurance industry alone has more assets than all the banks in the world combined. So if we want to talk about safe money, I think this is really going to be the place to do it, so... Um, folks, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I don't want to get too far into any more of the coronavirus and, and depress you anymore. Um, Mike, you have anything else you'd like to add?
1: Uh, yeah, I just think that there's a, you know, we talked about the fed funds rate on my segment of the show. We talked about the mortgage rates going down. Um, another great ind- index to follow is the LIBOR rate, um, a year ago was at 2.87%. Um excuse me backing up the LIBOR rate is the London Inter- interbank offered rate that a lot of people might be familiar with that if you have a Heckam FHA loan you're you're I'm 95% sure you're tied to the LIBOR rate you might have a special interest rate that your lender gave you but FHA tends to tie directly to the LIBOR rate so once again a year ago that was 2.87% a month ago that was 1.81% and as of this week it is 0.79%. Now what does that mean listeners? Wow. If you have a reverse mortgage, that's the interest that the bank is charging you. It's going the other way. This LIBOR rate on average since its existence in excuse me, since its existence in 1984, since its inception I should say, um, it has stayed between Um, one and 2% on average, there have been times it shot up. There have certainly been times it shot down. This is one of them. Um, the last time it shot down this low was following the mortgage crash. So what I'm saying to you people is that a lot of times you think, oh, reverse mortgages, you know, it's just not for me. It's a variable interest rate. You could be starting a reverse mortgage. You could be starting an interest only loan. You could be starting one of these, um, offset bank, um, loans that I've told you about in past episodes right now with, with a margin rate, that's what the bank expects to get paid. That's usually about two and a quarter on average plus the LIBOR. So you'd be at less than three and a quarter percent on a variable interest rate product that would give you the opportunity to use the liquidity in your home. So it just makes so much sense right now. I mean, Matt and I didn't plan this. We didn't think that we would start a podcast the year before, this type of activity is happening. But the reason we're doing is because we want to stay in your ear about what makes sense um, during these times. I mean, three, four years from now, we might be talking about getting into another product that has, that's tied to something totally
2: different. Well, hey, I got an idea, Mike. Let me run something by you real quick. So you just brought up a great point. So with rates being so cheap to borrow from that, historically real estate rates have been increasing at three and a half to 5%, right? That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. So, if we look at that and we can borrow money at less than that you're still in a positive scenario right i mean sure there's some fees and things to get one of these things started but play with me on this rather than having to withdraw money from your brokerage account that's down right now because if you start withdrawing from it now it's gonna have to increase even more to get you back to where you started why not take the money out of your home live off that for a little while while the market's kind of correcting itself then let the market correct then you can always refi the reverse mortgage into a traditional loan if you can qualify uh, income-wise and things. Right, Mike? And right. so you're, you're in that scenario where we didn't have to withdraw the portfolio. Portfolio, maybe down the road here, is back up to where it was. And we still were able to live and it didn't affect our quality of life. Yeah. What you're elaborating
1: on is, is technically known as a sequence of return risk. So if I've got to take money out of my portfolio every quarter to supplement my lifestyle right now, if I had a reverse mortgage, I could just say, hey, you know what, guys, let's not pull any money out of the brokerage account. I'm going to give myself a check from the equity of my home. And then on the flip side, two years from now and the market starts going back up. Let's take money out of the portfolio and I can take a little extra out. Pay that back and paid myself back through the home and just slush fund this thing back and forth so that we can live to a hundred years old or as long as we need to aging in place, not scrambling as we reach 80, 85 years old. This is what exactly. We're gonna
2: do. exactly. All and right. Even if
1: you're so, in closing today's yeah. show is really about our community and adapting to what is happening in our economic environment. This isn't a doom and doom doom and gloom show where you just got to run out because the coronavirus is going to take all your money it's because we believe that you know you guys are subscribing and tuning in to us every two weeks we feel like this is some of the stuff that should be on your mind after you listen to the show and if you want to take action please do by contacting 866-53-RETIRE option one lets you speak to matt you can talk to you about anything you want to talk about with regards to your finances option two would get right to mike points we could talk about the deeds of trust on your property or what it would look like if you, maybe you own a house free and clear and you want to put a cash out loan on that property. So you give yourself some liquidity, um, et cetera, et cetera. So that's it for today, Matt. I know you got to get to your lovely sister's birthday party. I do. I just, I just
2: want to remind, uh, you know, our listeners, you know, you retire once I retire people every day. Let's make sure that this doesn't affect us negatively for the next 10 years. And let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. Thanks for listening.
0: The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principle. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast. California license number 0175638. NMLS number 1246224.
2: No, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now.